Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Never Open Podcast, the podcast open to everyone, except people who don't think Monaro Suzuki is a star. Fuck those people, and anyone who looks like those people. Uh, (laughs) I am your host, Luke, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Mr. Andy. Say hello, Mr. Andy. Hello, Mr. Andy. Hello, Luke, and goodbye to the stars show heels. If you don't know, I've been covering that with my buddy Dean over on the Road Home from Wrestling podcast, and that is the one of the worst television shows I've ever seen in my life. It is terrible, and it's over. But if you want to hear the coverage, check out the Road Home from Wrestling on 1027 on your FM dial. You sent me a sound clip of that show, and I'm just like, this is bullshit. Is this real? And you're like, yeah, man, this is this is exactly what was in the show. I'm like, no way. Can't believe that. Uh, I haven't watched it, and uh, I don't think I will now. I'll just no. eventually. Have you done all the episodes now? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's over. Thank you no, for listening, you know. I haven't because I, I hadn't watched the a show. Usually I like to watch the show first. Well, you just said it sucks. And then I was like, well, I'll just wait for him to finish doing the reviews. Then I'll listen to it from the start. So shut up. I like to binge some shit sometimes. Get out of here. Yeah. And, <laughs> all right. And everyone, we are a New Japan Pro Wrestling Podcast. We're going to cover three nights of the G131. We do swear, so be aware of that. You've probably heard yeah. some already. Fuck. And... Uh, if you uh, see the link to this uh, this here podcast, there it will be a link to merchandise. Buy that merchandise. It is good. And we like to sell it to you. Please, just do that. And just to get all the business out of the way, there are ways people can contact us. And one of those ways is the Tweety on the Tweeters. We are available there on the Tweety Tweeters to tweet to things oh my god <laughs> i am grumpy to eb mr guy is at juice for tweets and collectively we're uh at never open pod and then you can send any word or voicey emails to never open pod at gmail.com and do that yeah <laughs> do those things Oh, my God. So, yes, there is not much news um, because we're still knee-deep in the G1. I have a couple comments on uh, New Japan Strong because I didn't oh. watch it. But I'll save those for after uh, Ian's review because he probably brings up some of the stuff that I did. Uh, that's uh, 
yeah, that's some shit, and it, it happened. I don't, I don't, I will say just right now, I don't know why people rave about that show at all, ever. So, <laughs> the greatest wrestling show on I'm television. I'm sorry. What do you mean? <laughs> and two of my favorite wrestlers in New Japan Pro Wrestling were on it this week, and I'm still like, just like, oh my God, they even managed to fuck this up. And it's not the wrestler's fault. <laughs> I can't wait to hear how. I have no idea. <laughs> and I kept, I kept waiting. Uh, yeah, so uh, it's. It's some stuff. Uh, I did put out a tweety asking if there was a match where somebody else took off Taiji's pants. And uh, someone from the tweety, uh, Tesora Enoch, uh, sent me a uh, – well, didn't send me the match, but he sent me the uh, – he told me what it was. It was a Kata, Taguchi, and Makabe versus Suzuki, Taichi, and Doki from Feb 7, 2020. So uh, expect that on a recommend uh, in the – Near future, probably at the end of the next episode, Mr. Andy. And that's like a month before this podcast started, because we started in April 2020. So February is right before April, right? February, March, April. Yeah, two yeah. months. Two of them. Two of them. One, two. Yeah. So uh, I'm glad there's people with better memories than me uh, to uh, to find all that shit out. I think he didn't even remember that. I think he just looked back at his t- Tweety feed and was just like, oh, yeah, I know I know when that was. Anyway, I like that. As big a nerd as I am, there are people a little nerdier than me that can help me out with shit. So that's awesome. It's true. Yes. All right, dude, I've rambled on a bit. Do we want to do strong first or do we get – because we're doing, like, just G1 talk about the G1, right? Is that <laughs> – Yes, we only – I mean, if this is the first time you ever joined us – once we talk, start talking about G1, we only talk about G1. We won't talk about anything else. No Highlander. Uh, no, uh, you know, is that it? It's a, those are the only two things we talk about on the show, right? Highlander. Maybe some and, TNG. Yeah, it's been a while. Maybe we need to work it in. Oh, we're going to have some vampire talk, I think. Uh, maybe a little bit of that. Um, but that's yeah. not typical. You know, usually it's only G1. So we're going to only talk about the G1 probably once we get through strong. So, yeah, we have this guy. His name's Ian. He fucking rules. And he's really funny. And he sends in these uh, reviews. They are, as we like to call them, voicey emails. His are very high quality. Um, and yours doesn't have to be high quality to send it in. We will take all voicey emails. Although I don't think we've ever gotten them. Like not high quality voicey emails. All of our listeners are mm-hmm. awesome. So. Um, here is Ian's I listen to the review. show as well, so I'm awesome. Oh, you do? That's true. Um, you're listening to it right now. And uh, here is Ian's strong review from Friday before this one, which is the date of October Friday, second Friday of October. The first Autumn Attack show. Well, yeah, second that one. one. So, uh, all right, here we go. Hi, Luke and Andy. This is Ian with another New Japan Strong Review. This week we begin Autumn Attack. Which is weird, as that's not what Americans call this season. They'll rue the day they rejected my suggestion of one fall to a finish. We start off with a Fred Rosser package, where he talks about his journey to New Japan, his feud with Ren Narita, how proud he is of Narita, and his match tonight with Minoru Suzuki. It's actually a really good package, except that they were clearly using the camera mic rather than a boom, because Rosser sounds like this. We get a rundown of the card from Alex Kozlov and Matthew Raywalt, better known as Matt Morris or Aiden English. Kevin sadly isn't here tonight, so we'll see how these guys get on. First up, Fred Rosser faces Minoru Suzuki, 
and we get a couple of teething troubles with Matt on commentary. Because he's new to driving the show, he's not really sure when to speak and when to hang back, so he talks too much, and he commits an unforgivable sin. He talks over Kazi Nare. This episode is dedicated to the memory of Matthew Raywalt, murdered by Minoru Suzuki, inevitably. The match itself is really good. Something about facing Minoru Suzuki makes people up their game, and Rossa comes out of the gate hot, taking the fight to his opponent. The crowd is small, but by the end they're really getting into it. There's almost no point talking about what Suzuki does in the match. He murders Rossa and looks fantastic doing so, and to Rossa's credit, he murders him right back. A decent match with an inevitable conclusion. Following this, we get Ren Narita versus Tom Lawler, which surprises me. Eagles versus White is the bigger match, but it's non-title, and if they want the strong openweight title to mean something, they need to invest importance in it. Thankfully, the match gains importance from the fact that it's a gold-plated banger. Somehow, between last week and this week, Ren Narita has grown a beard, and that transforms him from looking like an angry teenager to looking like, let's face it, Katsuyori Shibata. And wrestling like Shibata too. This match is fast, hard-hitting, and super tight. Lola is sneakier and knows some tricks that Narita hasn't learned yet, but Narita is fast, superbly trained, and presents Lola with a huge mountain to climb. This match effortlessly pulls the what-if trick. As in, yeah, they're not giving Ren Narita the strong openweight title, but what if they do? In the end, after taking and receiving some excellent offence, Tom Lawler does clinch to pinfall, but by God does he have to fight for it. In our main event, Jay White faces Robbie Eagles, and after behaving himself all show, Kozlov manages to bury the entirety of New Japan Strong in a single sentence by saying that Jay White is the only reason people bought tickets to this event. And like, it's true, but you don't have to say it. The resulting match is, as expected, very good. Matthew Raywalt brings up the time that Robbie Eagles spent in Bullet Club, which ties what could have been a thrown-together match into a story. Good job there. For his part, Robbie Eagles does a very good job of keeping up with Jay White, but in the kindest possible way, he does a very good job of respectably losing to Jay White. At no point does he look like he's going to win, and you have to at least let me fool myself into thinking an upset might happen. Post-match, Switchblade plays with the crowd a bit, which is awesome, and towards the end of it he says something quite interesting. He says, last time he left the Bullet Club to their own devices, they recruited Evil without asking him, and this time they've recruited Sho. He gives a strong impression that he wants Bullet Club to get their house in order. This is probably nothing, but could this be the first tiny cracks in the Bullet Club versus House of Torture Civil War? Only time will tell. Overall, this was a good and very heavily loaded show. Hopefully this doesn't deplete subsequent nights of a tour of good matches from these tapings. However, I'm left with a slight worry coming out of the strong openweight match. Tom Lawler has beaten a range of the great and the good in and beyond New Japan Strong. Everyone from Carl Fredericks to Satoshi Kojima. And I'm not sure who he faces next. If it's someone from outside Strong... That kind of makes Strong look weak, 
but I'm not sure who's left in Strong who would be credible. I hope they've got an endgame in mind, and I worry they haven't. And after all, hanging on in quiet desperation is the English way. See, Andy, the rest of us can quote Pink Floyd too. Oh, one line, Noah Open Pod. Nakajima versus Marafuji was amazing and innovative and the right guy won in the end. Thanks, guys. And until next time, keep it strong. Hey, Luke. All right. Yeah. If you don't eat your meat, you can't have any pudding. Have any pudding. Yeah. How can you have any pudding if you don't eat your meat? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fuck you, <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just quoting Pink Floyd again, you know, but... um. Pudding wasn't that was being either, fan- so they're fucked. They don't get to eat anything. Yeah, yeah, they eat the pigs, the the flying ones. Um, but anyway, this uh, this is a fantastic That's review. Yes. Now, Luke, you you watched this show, is that correct? Yes, I did. Well, Jay White versus Robbie Eagles. Uh, I liked all three matches. I will say that. Uh, maybe maybe production is not a big deal for Ian. He just wants to sit down and watch some wrestling, and it's fine. But um, I thought the sound was shit. I thought the lighting was shit. I could not barely hear the crowd the whole time. Uh, the lighting was a bit like weird, and yeah, the sound was off. So, and Kozlov said lots of stupid stuff. But that's another hint or there. Like I liked Rossa versus Suzuki. I, I even mentioned on the show I was looking forward to that match. I like Red Narita versus Tom Lawler, and I like the main event. Even though I agree with Ian. Uh, no offense, Robbie, but yeah, I. New Jay White was winning this. It was like watching Makabe and Honma uh, wrestle uh, two juniors. Mind you, at least they went in a tournament at the time. Anyway, uh, yeah. And I also had that same idea, like, all right, I know Eagles and Jay are the stars of the show because, you know, they're proper New Japan names, I guess. But you've got a strong title and it's your semi-main event. I'm like, oh, okay. That's a stank belt then. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, uh, I, I could just imagine you watching five minutes of this and just being like, ooh, uh, I don't know if my eyes can handle it. But, um, <laughs> Didn't even try. So. <laughs> yeah. You're just going to turn out, tune in for that Ishii match, and that's it, aren't you? I mean, I'm going to let you guys watch it, and then if it's good, I'll go back and watch it, or I'll just forget about it. I mean, how many great Ishii versus Jay White matches are there in New Japan I can go back and watch? I you know? keep seeing tweeties to the effect of people need to get on strong. It's amazing. And I'm just like, what drugs are you on? I want to take those. And also, are you blind? But yeah, that's right. people what are have are different opinions, on? man. It's all right. People probably want to people probably don't want the drugs I'm on that make me go. Yeah, Okada matches. So, you know, there's well, weird, there's weird there... uh, opinions going everywhere. Are you trying to say that there's drugs out there that makes shitty wrestling good? Because yeah. if so, brother, I feel like that life would be a lot better if I took some of those. You know, whatever those <laughs> are. Like, took, like, large quantity, quantities of it, like, all the time. Quantities? You don't need drugs. Them too. <laughs> I, 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 I'm reasy. I'm, get, I'm getting yeah, a little getting reasy, okay? Reasy. So... Wee. All right, let's start with oh God, B block. No. Oh, let me I, take I, a I, handful of those imaginary pills I just made up. Yeah, All right, yeah, got a it. handful of them. Oh, I love this. Om nom nom. Awesome. Ah, oh, <laughs> yep. 
so it's, it's immediately going to make uh, a car chase uh, that much better for me. But uh, let's do it. It's uh, night seven of the B block. Night 14 in yeah, Sendai, so the earthquake venue. Remember that? Yeah, that's it. Uh, it's uh, in Sendai. We start with Ryo Hai Iwa versus Hiromu Takahashi. And uh, <laughs> Iwa is in chop class. Here's, here are my notes, and this is no way an insult to the match because I, I found it fun and amusing. Chop, 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 chop. Brab, Hiromu wins. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's what happened to this match. Now, um, I heard a story a long time ago, and it was Daniel Bryan and or Brian Danielson now, and he was telling a story about how in training he'd always like, like he like lived with the guys he trained with, and he'd be like, "Hey man, you know, if like a new guy came in, he'd be like, dude, have you? I, I found this new way like how to do chops so they don't hurt, you know?" And the guy'd be <laughs> like, "Oh, cool," and he's like, "Let me try one," and he just chopped the shit out of somebody, and they'd be like, "That hurt really bad," and he's like, "Yeah." And that was the joke. You know? So <laughs> this is kind of what's going on here. You know, Hiromu is just chopping the shit out of this kid. It's fucking fun to watch. Man, even when Hiromu is just doing some, like, you know, bullshit match like this, he's awesome. But more importantly, he gets two points. So he now has two points in C block. Um, he's not likely to win, but you never know. He's such a douchebag. <laughs> oh, have, you, have they taught you chops in class, uh, Iwa? Um, no? So oh, good. So I'll teach you chops. It's all good. Yeah, and that's pretty Iwa funny, right? and, and Fujita will chop him back, but they'll do, like, over overhand chops. They won't do, like, knife-edge chops. So did they not learn knife-edge chops yet or not let her do them yet? I don't know. Well, but... Luke, well, Luke, let me tell you about the different kinds of chops. So that overhand chop that Minoru Suzuki does a lot of times and, uh, you know, usually Hiromu does, honestly, and that is the overhand lucha chop, my friend. And it probably hurts a little less, but it makes, you know, if you do it right, it makes a cooler sound. Um, and, uh, you know, Ishii style, like fucking, you know, whole arm chops. That's a different thing altogether. That's the knife edge chop. The one move that can never be stopped. Ishii's chops aren't knife edge chops, man. That, that Ishii's chops are like, they're not just using the knife's edge. It's using the whole knife, including the handle. <laughs> the, the tang and everything. Huh? Yeah. The, 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 the hilt sticks into somebody and he's like, ow. That's right. Once you get... Why don't you get one of those Roman knives? It doesn't have a hill. Damn. Why didn't you just stab me, man? What the hell? Ow. Um, <laughs> so, yes, here we go. B block. We start with Tai Chi versus Tamatonga, and Tai Chi's ribs are taped up, so you, you know what that means. It's uh, yeah, it's just a target for Tamatonga, of course. And I, I felt like a genius here because I told I told Mr. Guy, Tam is going to win this because it's going to start shoring up the points. And you're like, yeah, well done, genius. But um, you said congratulations to me. Yeah, but I, I just imagine you being sarcastic. And I think I was right. What? Me? <laughs> but anyway, this match is still pretty cool. Tama goes for the ribs and uh, it's like Tai Chi trying to survive it. He comes back uh, almost hitting like a black Mephisto, but uh, DVD bomb and uh, the... Supreme flow combo for the win here because uh, he's Tama's uh, Tai Chi's ribs are, are fucked up. And we got Tama now on four and Tai Chi also on four. This match is a little botchy uh, towards the end. And uh, I, but at the beginning, something really funny happens because 
you know, Taichi's the baby face here. He's got the ribs taped. He's got the beautiful woman. He's got, you know, the championship that is his penis. He's got everything. And he's got the beautiful voice. He comes out being a baby face. He's, he's you know, an underdog. And, and Tomatonga's like, oh, well, uh, I want to be the baby face. And I'm going to fucking skip the shine. And I'm just going to start beating you up. And uh, Taichi's like, no, I'm going to choke you. And he just starts choking the shit out of him. I love. The fact that to, uh, Tai Chi just chokes people and it's a baby face move. He's gotten a choke over. <laughs> it's awesome. I like and that Tai Chi's pretty much a face now without having changed his style up that much. Yeah, not that much. You know, he's just a little more sympathetic and he's got, they are piling the heat on Tai Chi right now, which by the way, the last time they did that, we had a tremendous moment, which was him getting the iron finger back. So, and then him getting the title back. So piling the heat on Tai Chi is going to pay off. So everybody just calm down. Hey, calm down. Okay. Um, <laughs> I am calm. I was pretty mad that, uh, you know, that Tai Chi lost, but you know what? He's fucking awesome. No matter what, win or lose. I love Tai Chi. So it doesn't matter. Tama Tonga, you may have won this battle. But the war is still going on, and Taichi's going to win the war. Uh, yes, the war of New Japan. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. <laughs> next, we've got Yoshihashi. There could be first. only one. Right? That's, that's right. <laughs> Same thing. Oh, my God. I don't have my coffee. Um, we've got Yoshihashi now versus Sonata. They fight to the, uh, the outside, and Yoshi does this, like, drop-tie hold onto the railings. And I don't know, I kind of like this match, even though I knew kind of Sonata was winning because they, they put him over in the G1 a lot last year. And then now they've realized, oh, shit, he's only got like um, minus a thousand points. Shit, we better put him over a little bit. So, uh, you know, and which I also expected because Yoshi never wins two matches in a row. He never has. Uh, but there's a cool <laughs> two singles matches in a row. No. I don't know. People can go like, oh, the, the New Japan Cup last year but um but if one of those was against the young lion and another one was against like one of the dads i'm just like get out of here talk to me when you can beat like two of your uh peers uh in back-to-back matches motherfucker we gotta get out of here uh, there's a cool karma fake out there which he pulls back into a pin or rolls into a pin but uh mood assault to the back and skull end and uh sonata on six yoshihashi on four Luke Yoshihashi tapped out to the skull end in this match. Yeah. Do you remember? It's like when he tapped someone out to the butterfly lock. Yes. When was the last time someone tapped out to the skull end? I have a, a pretty strong idea. I think I'm right. So I'm going to guess. But what's your guess? I can't remember, man. Like, Because usually it's skull, uh, skull end, then, I don't know, evil maybe? There's a legendary match or a, a infamous match, I guess, uh, that you and I talk about. Yeah, they're pretty sure it's Hanma, right? So. I fucking hated that match. <laughs> so like, yes, I, uh, I know, I know, no, I know. Some people aren't crazy about Hanma these days. I, that's fine. Me, I rag on him a bit too, but man, Sonata just is like didn't even troll him. He's just like went out of his way to make him look like stank nuggets. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, maybe maybe uh, Sonata was trying to get that janitor job at Three Dads Gym. You know, That's he was going to be like going in undercover for LIJ to figure out what's going on with the Three Dads. What's remember, going on with this pay-per-view? 
how do we get on this? You know, how, how do yeah. we get that good coffee? What's going on with Master Water? They want to know these things. And so, uh, you know, because Hanma took the job for no pay, because, <laughs> you know, he doesn't get paid. And, uh, you know, I think that's what happens, Tom, you know, that uh, they're just mad at him. So that's what happened. I just remember, man, like a few weeks after that match, we watched Minaro Suzuki versus Tomoaki Hoba. And it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Like Sonata, oh, Sonata, sorry, Suzuki could also have run rings around Honma, even though he's older than Honma. That, that doesn't matter. He still could have done that. He's, he's a better wrestler. Uh, but he didn't. He worked with Honma. It's, it's like an accentuated his positives, hit his negatives. And it turned out to be um, a, a fucking awesome Honma match. So, yeah, Sonata sucks. Anyway. Luke, who's your favorite wrestler? It's it's Okada, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, all right, here we go. Uh, I'm not answering your question, by the way, but I will just keep going like you never asked it. We've got uh, Evil. <laughs> he's up there. Uh, he's who's in B block. He might be my favorite in B block, and people might go like, "What the fuck?" Then maybe Tanahashi, uh, and then then probably Taichi. Sorry, everyone. But Jeff, uh, what about Jeff Cobb? Yeah, I like him a lot. Um, yeah. Hey, so Chase Owens versus Okada is a match yeah. to happen, right? All right. I thought you wanted me to rank him more, but yeah. <laughs> so, uh, oh, look, uh, I'm probably going to say this in my review of the, the next Okada match too, but uh, oh, oh, Chase versus Goto. Oh, guns blazing. Let's go. Whoa. Chase versus other wrestlers. Let's go. Tanahashi. All guns blazing. We're going to fuck this guy up. Yeah. Chase versus Kazushiko Okada. Oh, it's Kazushiko Okada. We better start slow. And we do. Oh. Fuck's sake, Okada. I I understand. Start slow. Build it up. You don't have to do that every single time. I watched a Kota Ibushi match. He doesn't do that every single time. Sometimes he's just going to go straight to kicking your face up. Other times he's going to go back based. Other times he's going to suplex your ass. Other times this and that. I watched Tanahashi. Same thing. Fucking hell. Mix it up, please. It's like every time I watch a Yujiro match, he wants to go outside with his pimp cane. Jira! Except, you know, that's, yeah. Anyway, uh, Akata wins this match, of course, with uh, the lame-ass money clip, but... <laughs> but this money clip looks fucking awesome and I'm like why can't they all have looked like that because wow would have saved me a lot of ragging on Okada if uh, he had done this he, he has freaking chase lying on his belly still in the money clip and just wrenching on it it looked awesome and I'm like why can't oh. you do that all the time that was incredible Okada at 14 chase at 2 so, you know, I mean, Okada's uh, beat a few people with a money clip, uh, some some pretty heavy hitters, you know. Uh, but, I mean, when you face someone, you know, that is a Texas champion, I mean, you got to put the extra stank on the money <laughs> clip or you just can't win. You know, I mean, this guy beat Tanahashi, right? So yeah. everybody in the crowd, everyone watching this match that cares is thinking, Chase Owens, he beat Tanahashi. Is he going to beat Okada? And that's kind of what this match, the story of this match is, is trying to build to those moments. They do a great job. I mean, they do a really good job of the, you know, not not false finishes, but spots that make you think Chase is going to win. He, of course, does not. What's the next match? <laughs> oh, my 
my god, that's funny. All right, we got Evil versus uh, I don't know Goto, Hiroki Goto. Yeah, that's his name. Right. Yes, that guy. <laughs> I'm uh, sorry, I farted in the microphone. It happens. I'm sorry. <laughs> I kind of like this though. Like Goto tries all these uh, tough man shit, and Evil's just like, no. And uh, you know. I, I just watching this thinking Evil and Togo just have all this heel stuff done perfect now. It's awesome. I love how they kind of operate together, the chemistry there. And, uh, I, you know, I'd say like if Ric Flair was the dirtiest player in the game, uh, Evil was like, hold my handlebars, motherfucker. This is it. Because, yeah, it's funny because I'm going to like the next matches. And you know, all know I'm an Evil guy. I'm going to like his next match, even though, uh, spoiler alert. Uh, he wins. No, I'm joking. He loses. But yeah, I don't know. I, did, did anyone care that Goto got, got just got screwed over here? Like, does anyone really? No, no. Underhanded t- tactics and stuff galore, and uh, you know, uh, everything is evil. One, two, three. I was very happy to see uh, Goto lose. Yeah, man. Fuck Goto and his stupid ass shit. Because it makes you happier. And it... <laughs> yeah, man. I like have a spring in my step if I know Goto lost to th- that day. Um, you know, at the beginning, like evil's cheating, he's like beating up Goto, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I like this. This is what I'm talking oh, about. Yeah. But there's something we haven't talked about yet this episode. Now remember, G1 only. I mean, this is yeah, this yeah. G1 related, all right? And that is right. Ref Chumpy. All right, uh, Ref Marty Asami. We call him affectionately Ref Chumpy because he is the chumpiest of all the chumps. And uh, to quote Ian, <laughs> they see him chumping, they hate him. You know, and uh, he uh, at at a certain point, we've also established that there is a storyline going on. It's 100 percent real. It's not something I made up. All right. And that is that there's this new ref and he's like he's trying to get his shit in all the time. Right. He's yelling at the wrestlers. He's calling stuff. He's fucking going down when they hit him and stuff. He's trying to take chump bumps, but he didn't even know, you know, how to do it. And so, like, in this match, we got an attempted chump bump. But Chumpy ain't going down. He's strong. He's like, fuck y'all. I'm not going down. He just kind of like takes a step to the side. Doesn't even sell. Awesome. Chumpy, <laughs> fucking stand up for yourself. I love it. Um, Later on, there is a chump bump. Though, so. Which is weird because like, isn't this the guy who would knock himself out if he laid down on top of a pillow or something like? Yes. Was it? Mm-hmm. So he's toughened up in the last couple of weeks. Well, you see, Luke, he's just acting like he's been knocked out by the pillow when he lays down you know like his wife laying next to him she knows his secret but she plays along you know so, um... <laughs> <laughs> oh ref chumpy's the best and he was fun to watch in this match uh go to lost Woo-hoo! yeah Ow! yep and so we got evil on 12 and go to at four hey, Luke, which might make I you really, really don't happy I don't really want to talk about anything except night the second night. So uh, I'm just letting you know. I don't give a fuck about anything except the second night. Man, I give all the fucks. Well, like, I got I fucking like... B block issues because in B block you've got like three people in in the the double digits and everyone else looks like a fucking McChump. So I'm just like, wow, well done, a, bl- a B block. Whereas I look at A block and I'm just like. All right, we've got two chumpies here. That's Yujiro and Tongolo. That's fine. Yano on eight. Great Okan on eight. They've been great. Ishii 10. Kota 10. Kenta 12. Shingo 12. 
uh, Zach Sabre Jr. also on 12. Wow, that's interesting. You can go all sorts of different ways. How super cool is that? And uh, yeah, so as as B Block has gone along, is it been consistent? Yeah, sure. Um, but it's been less inconsequential because the only they've made so only two matches really matter each night. We knew, we knew that. Was yeah, what we was going to happen, did. you know. But we did. I mean, I, they they do two storylines here, you know. So I mean, that's what they're doing is they got the A block and the B block. So each one can be different, and you can get what you want from each block. A 1027 on your FM dial. Said I could get what I want from each block. Well, I didn't want a Carter to be double digits. So <laughs> I mean, if you don't like that block, you got the other block, right? So that's the idea yeah. is that they're telling stories for different fans. Yeah. On FM dial, 1027. <clears throat> All right. We got Tanahashi. Who wrote you Tanahashi versus Jeff Cobb? And uh, I thought this match was <laughs> I say all that stuff, but fucking thought this match was this awesome. This match fucking rules. It's fantastic, of course. Yeah. Uh, like, Tanner goes for the legs to kind of take out Cobb, hobbling him and stuff. So lots of dragon screws, catching the leg, all that kind of stuff. And about Jeff Cobb uh, persevering and just putting power moves on on Hiroshi uh, Tanahashi. And we get one of our favorite spots in, in New Japan Pro Wrestling. The ace is high. The high five flow to the outside. It's Always awesome when he when uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi pulls that out, especially as he gets older, because it's like you don't have to do that anymore, man. I'm pretty sure you can just like did this do the normal ones. It's fine. We don't it's expect G1, that. G1, man. But it's it's the, G1. It's the G1, and he's against a beast, the mighty Matanza Cueto, and uh, his brother Dario was quite happy with the finish of this one because uh, oh yeah. Ka- Fucking tour of the islands and wrath of gods and uh, yeah, Jeff Cobb at 14, first first one to get to 14, and Tanahashi at six. Much like Dario Cueto, Jeff Cobb, he loves violence. <laughs> so this is the match to find out if Tanahashi is in fact the ace of the universe or is the the ace of the islands. You know, it turns out he's the ace of the islands tonight. Um, man, this match is fantastic. Uh, Cobb tries some of the bullshit that everyone else has been trying. There's been a lot of people kind of trying to poke fun at Tanahashi, trying to do his moves and make fun of him and talk like this for no reason. And uh, that's not going to get annoying. <laughs> Fucking Jeff Cobb climbs up the second rope. He's like, I'm not going to the third rope. I'm going to the second rope because that's where Tanahashi does the somersault sent on. He does that and he misses like a douche. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> so as you said, Tanahashi, he's like, oh, shit. I watched that fucking uh, that match with Shingo. I'm going to start going after the knee. So he starts to do that. And Cobb is like, brother, if you do that, I'm going to suplex you out of the ring. So he tries to suplex. I love the suplex out of the ring. It's awesome. No one ever does it, but it's, it's when you you see guys do it, it's like, (laughs) it's, it's absolutely something you could do safely. And it's awesome when guys do it. I wish that more people did. It's fucking amazing. Anyway. So he tries, he get. I love it when a bad guy just has the idea of suplexing a guy out of the ring. He like looks at the ropes. He looks at the guy and he looks at the crowd and he's like, Oh shit, here we go. And the crowd's like, Oh fuck. Is he going to do that? Is he going to do that? And of course he doesn't, but 
that leads to Canadian Dragon Screw from uh from Tanahashi, of course, because that's his big comeback move. Right, he comes yeah. doing the high fly flows, and there's an awesome spot in this match where Cobb's knees all fucked up, right? Because Tanahashi's been dragon screwing the shit out of it, right? And mm-hmm. here comes Tanahashi with the high fly flow. Jeff Cobb gets the knees up, but they're both dead. That's a double down in this match because he, you know, Tanahashi hits the knees and it hurts Tanahashi, but it also kills Cobb because his knees fucked. Awesome spot. Awesome spot. And and like, listen, all you folks out there listening to us. I love awesome spots and they don't have to be getting suplexed out of the ring. They could be something like this. That's just smart. God, I fucking love that spot. It's so cool. Um, we had the sling blade attempt. No spin cycle. Then no Tanahashi reverses the spin cycle back into a sling blade. So cool. Yeah. Um, man, this match is really cool. And the finish is cool. Fucking There's an F five in this match. There is at oh, 5,000 or something. I mean, it's fucking fantastic. Nice. Love this match. It's awesome. It saved the night for me because at this point I was a little poopy. I'm not going to admit it, or I'm not going to, I'm not going to not admit it was, I was trying to spit out there. I was a little poopy and uh, this match got me, uh, you know, to wipe my butt, I guess. Yeah. Well, I liked evil go to cause I, uh, I'm an evil dude. It but, was a good match, yes. And, and, and so Taichi Tama was pretty good. I know you that was good. to the point where you can't handle moves, but but That's you know, I'm joking. But uh, yeah, it just it was an alright night. It was yeah. Well, next night's a lot better. Oh my god, this next night, Luke. I'm not going to be able to shut up about. It. You're going to have to be like, listen, Mister Guy. Let's let's shut up and move on to something else because this <laughs> night. I'm looking at my notes for the two B block shows and they're not very detailed at all. No. And then I'm looking at my A block night night shows <clears throat> notes and I'm just like, oh, wow, yeah, uh, I must have loved this night. Shit. It's the best night of the G1 so far. It's fucking awesome. And like, it's not just like one match that's awesome or three matches. It's all of them. Even mm. the one you don't like is pretty good. So I'm I'm ready to talk about this fucking shit or. Oh, wait, we already did strong. Never mind. I was like, should we do strong? (laughs) Oh, yeah, we've already done it. Uh, But we start with uh, Kosai Fujita versus Hiromi. We're also at Sendai for uh, A Block, the eighth night of A Block. Uh, So what night? So this is a little bit more wrestling than the Iwa match, which makes me think, is Fujita a little ahead of Iwa in the the training or whatever? But, uh, you know, or is it just the idea of... Hiromu is such a pro, he's not going to do the exact same match twice, because I don't think I've ever seen him do that ever. <coughs> uh, but... <laughs> okay. But yeah, it doesn't matter though, because uh, Hiromu is still going to be like, hey Vegeta, uh, I know how to do chops so they don't hurt. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best joke ever. Yeah. He turns the, the Vegeta's... Other... Go ahead, I'm sorry. sorry. I was just going to say, he turns Vegeta's chest into hamburger as well. Uh, Fujita gets to make a pin attempt and get some offense in as well. Whoa! But then Abrab and Hiromi wins. Um, real quick, uh, G1-related uh, diatribe, and that is that uh, another funny story I heard from uh, Brian Danielson is about uh, Ryback. And uh, Ryback would make homemade Cialis and then try to, like, sell it to the boys. He made it in his bathtub, which I don't know why you wouldn't just go to the doctor or, like, order – I mean, like, Bluetooth or whatever the fuck. That's not expensive shit. 
I mean, it's not a big deal, but he, he would make it himself. Right. And so, um, you know, Daniel Bryan knew, yeah, of course. And Daniel Bryan knew that. So he, like when Brock Lesnar was coming back in like 2014 or whatever year that was, you know, or 2015, he, uh, Daniel Bryan spread a rumor around the locker room among the boys that when he just would tell him, he's like, yeah, you know, I was talking to Ryback and he said that he's been taking a lot of Cialis since, you know, Brock's coming back. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense, but it's so funny. Because it's, like, it's like he's trying to say, you know, he wants to have a like a good heart on, you know, for when Brock shows up. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make any sense. No, it does not. All right, uh, G1. Oh okay, so this is C-block action, as we said, uh, you know, as we said before. Uh, Haruma versus Fujita. Now, you call him Kosai Fujita. There is a, uh, like, museum-type thing around here called Kosai. Uh, so he lives around here, I guess, in a, in a museum. And uh, I thought this was exactly the same match as the first night. So oh, really? When you, you, like, messaged me, you're like, wow, it's so cool that he's doing a different match. And I'm like, okay, all right, well... Uh, we did find out that uh, the writing that was on Hiromu's wrist tape, he kept showing his on the inside of his hand. He would have like something written there, and it was the names of the young lions. Now, I don't know if you remember this, but it used to be that he would write shit on his like his opponent's names on his wrist tape, and then there'd be blood all over the wrist tape. Do you remember that? Where yeah. like Hiromu would be covered in blood all over his wrist tape. I miss that. Heel Hiromu was awesome. Um, Hiromu, when he wins with the Brab in this match, um, he goes to four points, tying like everybody except for Desperado and C-Block. Yeah, because on a technicality, we decided to give him an arbitrary extra point. Yes, because we're awesome like that, and we love right. El Despi. But all right, so we got our special singles match here. And I'm like, oh, yeah, who, who they got for the special singles matches tonight? Oh, it's Kota Ibushi versus Satoshi Kojima. I'm like, uh, yes, please. But, uh, I, like, this match just rules, man. And I, we all know Bread's losing. Everyone's losing in these special singles matches, right? But I thought Ibushi was, like, so giving to Kojima. It was really cool. Uh, Kojima eats his own plancha, though. So, uh, <laughs> Ibushi learned, sort of must have watched a Miz match that week and thought, oh, that's how you're not just supposed to catch someone oh okay so funny yeah these guys so hard hard these man and uh like kojima has an answer for most things except for those really hard kicks that abushi does to him which is really awesome and uh dude kojima gets to do pretty much most of his stuff he's got the koji cutter he does some really gnarly looking ddts as well especially one on the apron which is awesome and he manages to hit the lariat so, uh, yeah, he beats the shit out of Ibushi pretty well, but, uh, you know, he even gets to reverse the Kamigoye. But uh, eventually, a, a Kamigoye and Ibushi wins. I thought this was awesome. Uh, like, yeah, I don't know. Like, the dad can still hang, so uh, why are we still treating him like an old dad? He could he could do some stuff like uh, Suzuki can still, you know. So I thought it was awesome. I want more matches like this. <laughs> Every time they yeah. put Kojima up with some, one of the uh, younger bucks, like he had a weapons match or no DQ match with that that um, that guy uh, and all that. And so every time I see him with some of the younger guys, I'm like, this guy can still hang a little. I want more. Yes, uh, this match is fucking awesome. I yeah. It's like 
this is my shit right here. This is this match is never as fuck. Yes. It's Abushi selling his ass off. It's fucking Mr. Bread selling his ass off. Uh, what you know? This is when two guys that are like, listen, this is a night off for each of us. Let's go out there and fucking tear it up. And that's what they do. I guarantee you they didn't call shit. They just went out there and did this, and it's fucking fantastic. Um, what are some cool things? Oh, well, in our ongoing storyline of Ref Chumpy versus New Ref, New Ref calls for the bell with authority. And I could see peeking through the curtain backstage, Chumpy, like, <laughs> writing writing down something. So uh, he didn't like that very much. Um, so uh, there's this spot. Uh, now, I have a couple negative things to say about this match, uh, but they're, they're just, like, kind of, like, comments on New Japan a little bit. So there's two spots in this match that are like, why are we doing this? I don't understand it. So lately, Tanahashi's been doing a thing where he runs into the ropes. He's got a guy in a headlock. The guy tries to back him into the ropes, which is usually when they shoot him off the ropes and start the action, as you say, mm-hmm. you know, um, where they're running the ropes and whatnot. But Tanahashi will be like, no, 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 no. And he'll fucking he won't do the like Robbie Eagles. No, no, no. He's on the other side of it where he's got the guy in the headlock and he'll just stop him from running the ropes. He does that in every match now. Well, Okada does that in every match now. And Ibushi does that in every match now. And it's kind of like the top guy thing a little bit in New Japan. I guarantee you Naito will never do that, which is awesome. Um, but uh, it's just, I don't, I'm kind of done with that. I'm done seeing that because that's we don't have to start every match like that. I used to go to a promotion around my parts that uh, had banned the collar and elbow tie-up as the start for a match. They just, oh, that's too old school, so we can't do that, which is dumb because that's a way to lead to so many other things. And I get that this is as well, but this is kind of like a spot. It's not just a move. Mm. It's a spot, you know, and it's kind of like, eh, it's just the same spot. So that's one thing. The other thing too, is that, um, we're do- every, every guy's doing the thing where guys getting counted out and they're like, no, I'm not going to win that way. That's everybody now. Like what? Even the bad guys are like, no, I'm not going to win that way. Like what? Except for evil. Yeah. He's the only one. I mean, like, guys will intentionally take guys out on the floor, beat the shit out of them. They go in the ring, like, drag the ref in the ring, be like, start counting. And then they go out and get the guy. Like, it's 15. Like, what are we doing? I don't understand that. But anyway, here's some good things about this match. So um, we got all kinds of cool shit. It's just fucking rules. So, like, one of the things I love about this match you mentioned is that Mr. Bread gets all shit in. All of it. Like, he's doing all shit. He's saying, I'm coming for you, bastard. And Ibushi's not jumping up and hitting him. He's fucking getting the elbow off the top row. It's awesome. You know, uh, they the strikes are awesome. Um, we also have uh, <laughs> this fantastic uh, cell where they both do uh, lariats, I think, to each other. And Ibushi, like, is the one who's, like, taking the offense. Or he just takes a lariat and he does the, uh, like... He does the limbo cell where he just goes straight back and tries to stay on his feet for as long as possible as he's leaning back. And it's so funny. That shit's amazing. Yeah. I love this match so much. I can yeah. watch this. Did it look like ever? Like Ibushi was just having a great time wrestling yes! Kojima? Because yes! I just got the vibe that it's like, oh my God, I'm wrestling Kojima tonight. Like, yeah. these guys can still mark the fuck out. Uh, so uh, when when they wrestled people, it's just like Moxley marking out when he's wrestling uh, Kojima. Like I can imagine, like Ibushi's like, oh my god, how I get twenty minutes with this Kojima? Oh, 
awesome. And it's a night it's, off, you know. That's a night off for these. It's a guys. night off, and they, yeah, as you said, they tore it up. So yeah. You know, was, what? One more thing. I'm sorry, Luke. I apologize. Guess what? We're getting next A block yes. for the special singles match. Yes. Satoshi Kojima versus a great Okan. I was just about to say Okan. We're so high on Khan. I can't wait to yeah. wait to talk about it. <laughs> and and if you guys want to have a good time, just watch Kojima try to break his fall after Ibushi gets out of the way of his plancha. It's the funniest thing ever. <laughs> it's so funny. He ain't taking that bump. It's All right. Awesome. So what? Uh, <laughs> we go to our third match, which is Tomohiro Ishii versus Yujiro Takahashi. This is probably my. Oh no. No, that'd be the next match. Right. So, yeah, look, this is one of your favorite nights, but um, then these next two matches are good for me, but not amazing. So I still enjoyed them, but, you know, I still wrote a shitload of notes. So uh, I was just vibe After that Ishibushi Kojima match, like, this night would have had to try really hard to make me come down from that, like, match. So I was like, oh, what a high. What's next? Ishii's Euro? Yeah, that's sure. Fuck it. Let's go. And uh, Yujiro doesn't even wait for Ishii to take his shirt off, and he goes for it. Goes, goes for what? I bet you can't guess. Yes, that's it. Straight to the outside and the pimp game. <laughs> <laughs> and I know everyone always says this all the time, but every time Ishii does a vertical suplex, you know, you just could have been like, uh, just switch that to a brain buster. But hey, that's all right. It's fine. Yeah. Right. Uh, now, uh, this is the match where we find out that Yujiro, not only can he not take off a turnbuckle, but he can't powerbomb someone into one either. <laughs> but apart from that, um, from that spot, uh, this match is pretty decent. Uh, you know, Yujiro uh, doing his Yujiro shit, and uh, Ishii just smashing him, which is uh, awesome. You know, and Ishii likes to make us believe that he might lose, but uh, not this time. Uh, he made Yujiro look great, though. So Ishii, f- yes, double digits. I think it's the first time in a while he's gotten to double digits. Uh, it's one of his best scores in a G1, so that makes me happy. They're at least uh, pushing Ishii a little bit. Hey, a lot of people are getting high scores in the in the A block, uh, you know, making them all all look pretty consistently good. And you know, Ujiro at four. Hey, Ujiro already looks better than he did <laughs> last G1 because last G1 he only had <gasps> two points. Mind you, one of those two of those points are forfeit points, but that that's that doesn't matter. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, I noticed a fan in the crowd at this point, and she was marking out when Ishii came out. Like, she was like, holy shit, that's fucking Ishii! And she's losing her mind just sitting by herself along the entrance. And I kind of yes, had my sir. eye on her throughout the match, and she was just marking out. Later, she put a pink sweater on, and I was like, should I message Luke and tell her, tell him that she changed her shirt? And I was like, no, just watch wrestling. So I was kind of... Uh, watching her a lot during this match because this match is like bad, but then it gets pretty good. You know, as soon as Ishii takes over on offense, it's real good. And then you know, <laughs> yes. selling. But here's the deal is that like, you know, they do the like New Japan back and forth. They do that shit. And like Yujiro sells the shit out of lifting Ishii. He's like, oh, he's heavy as fuck, you know? And it, I really like that. I thought he did pretty good. You know, Yujiro is like, selling the effort that he's putting in to having to try to beat Ishii, which is a big part of selling. It's not just looking like something hurts or having a tummy ache, which a lot of people think is what selling is. But um, 
there's a problem with this match and it doesn't have anything to do with the wrestlers. Now, Kevin Kelly is fucking awesome. He especially is awesome during the main event tonight. Like he hit his peak at the, uh, in these by himself shows in the main event, dude, he crushed it, but he, he said something during, he, during this match that is just unbelievable. He tried to make a joke. They're biting each other. And uh, he's like, Yujiro with the bite, making a mountain out of a molar hill. Oh, no, I heard that. Look, we like puns as much as, like, most people don't like puns. But, yeah, bit of wordplay. Um, yeah, that's not a pun. Uh, but uh, That's your pun. So, <laughs> oh, my God. There was this attempted buckle pun uh, from Yujiro, but he couldn't get the words out, and Ishii almost died, right? And uh, a lot of people were concerned about that. It's pretty standard. Like, Ishii... I told you that Ishii's like a cat, but he's like the wrestler version. If you drop him from like three feet, he lands on his back. If you drop him from two inches, he lands on his back. So he's like, fine. He's going to take care of himself no matter what Pimpy tries to do to kill him. So I, I don't know. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, we also had Pimp Juice, but Ishii kicks out and the crowd's like, wah! <laughs> I love the Sendai crowd. They're like second yeah. place to Osaka. These This crowd fucking rules. Yeah, yeah, they they really do. Well, yeah, I think you you put it up. I, I agree. Uh, some of this match was really good, and then uh, some of this match was Yujiro uh, in the lead, and that's fine. <laughs> I'm gonna say like that next match, Kenta versus Tongaloa. It's one of the better Tongaloa matches in the G1 uh, so far. Well, he's only got one match left. Who's his one match against? Let's just see if I can. Make this radio sound even better. His last match is against Zack Sabre Jr. Okay. Oh, he's getting murdered. Oh, well, he might win. No, uh, I, I don't know the maths about it, but if we look at all the pointage, Zack Sabre Jr. sits on top at 12. He's got tiebreakers against uh, Shingo and Ibushi, so uh, I think he's I think he's losing. So, yeah, uh, all you assholes out there who are like these guys don't do the math on the on the the G ones. You hear that shit? You hear what Luke just said? Look, we yeah. won't do the maths when we're in the start of the G one or in the middle. We'll do it near the end where it's nice and easy. <laughs> and, uh, and we are like we're almost at the end. That's crazy, right? Yeah, we've got what, three more shows and we're done. But damn, I like I like uh, Kenta trolling Tongala by just rolling in and out of the ring. Come on, come on. <laughs> and uh, there's another point where Lower Tongaloa suplexes Kenta on the apron and says, oh, sorry, dude, I was just trying to get you in the ring. So uh, that fucking made me laugh. I was just like, all right, Tongaloa. All right, that was pretty fucking funny. I like that a lot. So I, I, I bag him out of quite a bit, but uh, when I see something of his I like, I, I kind of pay it. But, uh, yeah, like uh, both men beat the shit out of each other for a while and Lower Tongaloa does this gnarly looking suplex slam after copying some like back fist uh, punches to the face, which is pretty cool. Uh, there's a low blow to Tongaloa and Jado, and there's a low blow to Kenta. <laughs> Almost an ape shit, but a roll up with his feet on the ropes and Kenta hits 12 and Tongaloa on four. This was probably one of, if not my favorite, Tongaloa match. I thought it was hilarious in 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 ways that was supposed to be hilarious. And um, Kenta just won by being a complete douchebag. He out douchebagged Tongaloa, which uh, is the reason he won. It was awesome. 
I love this. I love this so much. It was so fun. So Kenta is becoming like Yano, where he can like pull the charisma out of people. You know, like that's that's. I mean, we. I don't know if we've ever said that before, but that's kind of like Yano's thing, right? He pulls the charisma out of people. So like, you know, if Yano is is facing Okada, Okada has to show some, you know, something. He can't just mm-hmm. not react to Yano. You know what I mean? So it's 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 pretty cool that kenta has developed that as a skill as well and we saw that you know where people do that to him too certain guys he gets around and he's pretty good he's pretty great with tonga loa here and he's pretty great with Jado too Jado is hilarious in this match Jado's like babyface, right i mean he's totally you know he's barely used that, so he's, uh, that he's barely used the kendo stick you know the only person he used it on in the whole tournament right was it evil? Nick Togo. Yeah. And he got a huge pop for it, and it turned yeah. his face basically. For if anyone's trying face. to, t- I'm going to mention this when we talk about the <laughs> evil match, but no one can tell me that what they're doing with evil isn't a fucking success. Oh, it's great. I love yeah. it. We're we're assholes. Um. Yeah. So Chumpy Chumpy gets a shit in, of course, in this match. You know, he's doing all kinds of shit, and uh, that's great. You know, but I I just. I really enjoyed this. I I don't know if I have the, uh, uh, like you know, brain fortitude or whatever you call that to explain the ending and the whole Eddie Guerrero fin- finish with the fake sword and all that shit. It's a lot that goes on here, and when they wrestle, it looks awesome. So I don't, I don't know. The fake sword. Yeah. yeah. No. Oh, no. <laughs> Maybe he. We're not sure if it's fake. But he, uh, I, I don't know, man. I don't know how you don't like this. There are people shitting all over this on Twitter. And I was like, really? How do you not like this? What the fuck? I didn't apparently share it. cheating, any cheating at all, ruins a match, apparently. So, really? Is that the idea? And that well, kind of wrestles Jay White. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> are you, are you, aren't you falling for the trick? You know? I mean, no. Oh. Yeah. Guess what? You're not supposed <laughs> to like cheating. Right. So they're doing their job good. Yeah. <laughs> That's that tremendous. Me, that makes me fucking laugh too. Um, where are we now? Uh, here we are. One of the matches we've been looking forward to, the yes. whole G1, has finally arrived. And in my opinion, it does not disappoint. We've got Toriyano versus Zach Sabre Jr. And Zach Sabre Jr. is like, yeah, fuck this Yano to get. He just attacks him before he even takes his robes off. <laughs> I laughed so hard. I laughed so hard. Just wrapping wrapping his body around him in a chokehold, like, and then Yano's like outside wrestling, and it's like you can't win outside. What's he doing outside wrestling? And all right, so uh, <laughs> and then Yano takes Zack Saber Jr. up the ramp through the curtain, and when uh, and Yano runs back out into the ring, and when Zack Saber Jr. comes out, he's looking for the ring, but he's got the, the sack on, and then just like Shingo did the other day, he's just like, wait a minute. I'm just going to take this off. <laughs> <laughs> so he does. And runs back in. Yano tries to get under the ring. Zach Sever Jr. pulls him out with an ankle lock. And there you go. Yano's got cuffs. So he was trying to do what he did to Yujiro last time. Hey, it worked. If it works once, it might work again. Mind you, Yano, if it worked once, everyone in your block is going to watch that match and be like, yeah, nah, uh, that's not happening. <laughs> so Zach Sever Jr. cuffs himself to Yano, which is when Kevin Kelly says, 
this is like a buddy cop movie, which I would absolutely fucking devour. I would love that movie very much. So please make that happen, please. And uh, in the ring, Yano tries to undo the cuffs before Zack Siepi Jr. can tap him out. <laughs> but it's too much. And Siepi Jr. is 12, Yano at 8. And I thought this was awesome. What What would that buddy cop movie be called? You know? I'm trying to think. It's it's tough. Dude, it, it also has to be about them trying to get along and stop bad guys from stealing the Mona Lisa. <laughs> or no, painting their face on it. Or yeah. oh wait, you know, or or Yano's face is the Mona Lisa, and every that's oh, just the world they I know live the movie in. Is, so dude. All right, Zack Saber Jr. is a, either a cop or is in Interpol or something like that. He, he he like he hunts down like art thieves and shit. Now Yano was an art thief or art criminal, but what he would do is he would break into places and he'd do what you just said and he'd paint his own face on historical pieces of art like the Mona Lisa and stuff. And because he was so good at doing the impossible, uh, the only person that could help Zack Saber Jr. find these art thieves is Toriano. Boom, there's your movie. Mm. And it's it's like The Rock, where Toriano's been in prison for years for that time he got yeah. caught or whatever, and they have to go yep. recruit him. So they have He's got to a like, and stuff. you know, and they're definitely gonna get handcuffed to each other. Like <laughs> that's the yeah. gimmick. Like every every uh, episode, if it's a TV show, every movie, they get handcuffed, uh, you know, to each other. And like one point, you know, Yano has smart enough to have a key with him. He tries to get it out, but. For some reason, Zack Saber Jr. just chokes him out before he can do it, you know? <laughs> so he's done the Mona Lisa. <laughs> There'll be a scene where you can see that he's done um, uh, Scream, you know, the one that Scream? Yes, the uh, Scream. And then, sure. yeah, this, you, you'll know it if you saw it. Uh, also, you know the one with the guy who's wearing, like, a top hat, a bowler hat, and he's got an apple in front of his face? Yeah. Yeah, the apple is now Yano's face is now. The Scream is now Yano screaming. Mona Lisa is now Yano. Like, he did a few big paintings, you know. Big, I heard uh, that, yeah. like, the, that all the dollies, the one with the, like, melting clocks, those are all Yano faces now. <laughs> uh, you know that uh, American Gothic painting with the farmers and the pit? Yeah. Uh, the woman's now Yano. I don't know why it's the woman one. Who cares? It's, it's Yano. Uh, <laughs> and, and the and the man is holding the king of pro wrestling trophy. There you go. Yes. So, oh my god. Okay, this fucking match is awesome. It didn't disappoint. It's like no. we've if you've listened to the show from the beginning, you know that this is like a, a patron saint matchup, you might want to call it for our podcast. Mm-hmm. We love this matchup. And the last time they had a match, it wasn't that great. The two before that were fucking amazing. So That's like true. this is this is back up to where what we expect from these two. And here's yeah. the thing. If you don't like the jokey stuff, watch them when they actually do the wrestling because it's fucking tremendous. When they actually do the holds and all that shit and they're throwing each other and doing that shit, strikes and whatnot, it's tremendous. So I don't know how you don't like this. To me, this is one of the greatest thing, things ever. And it's so funny how <laughs> they're kind of doing this like fish out of water spot while they're handcuffed. That's dangerous. <laughs> That's really dangerous. And like they do it smooth and without stopping, without breaking each other's arms. That's fucking awesome. 
There's a lot yeah. of like gory special type setups because that's kind of a safe way to not rip the other person's arm off and whatnot. Just think how that could go wrong. Your arm just slips under other dude's knee and all of a sudden all his weight's on it. That That is real easy thing that can happen on a roll-up. Roll-ups are kind of dangerous and you never really think about it, but they are. And if you don't do it right, you could break your fucking arm like really bad. So anyway, I'm just putting these guys over. They fucking rule. Oh, dude, we put them over so much. Like we just, we just did a whole buddy cop movie. <sighs> Tangent. <laughs> I love and you're it. Right. I love we it. were down on their G1 match from last year, but this is back to their, they're definitely back to their form. I thought they had a King of Pro Wrestling match or something. Yeah. Or maybe like New Japan they, Cup, and that's what it was. Oh, there. yeah, they did. Anyway, this is back to their their, their best shit. Uh, yes. For and, sure. you know, you don't want 50 Yanos in your promotion. You probably don't want 50 Zack Sabre Juniors either. But, you know, because then that might get too much. But you, you got to have at least a couple funny men in your promotion to lighten Dude, things up have, a bit. If you have a hundred wrestlers in your promotion, then you have to have New Japan Dark and New Japan Dark Elevation. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's savage, but it's kind of true. Stop signing people. You got enough. Work with what you got. <laughs> it's just yeah. It's just, and I'm sorry for all those people who will now get fired from mm-hmm. other companies and want to work there and stuff. But they're full. Go away. It's fine. Um, just come to the Indies. It's not hurting wrestling. It's fine. Just come on. Be the champion of the indie promotion. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, you can do the whole Matt Cardona thing, like, from from dorky dork wrestler to, for some reason, king of the death match. But, okay. (laughs) You hate that. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, he keeps bringing up Seth Brother. Stop it. (laughs) What about... Uh, this main event that is like fucking. I'm stalling because I, mean, I don't know where to start. It is a masterpiece. Just... Let's just go right out and just just say it straight away. This is never as fuck. Fuck yeah. This match is amazing. Uh, it's it's Great Khan's last G1 match because he's got uh, Kojima next. There's a point in this match where um, Great Khan picks Shingo up with his taped up right hand. And Kevin Kelly's like, oh, look at the power. Look at the strength in his right hand. And I just thought to myself, well, I've got a lot of strength in my right hand too. I wonder, if he, I wonder if he got his strength the same way I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did, I oh, did not tweet it. That's some, some things you got to say for the show. But <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Other than that, uh, this is an awesome slugfest. These two beat the fucking shit out of each other and just go toe-to-toe almost the entire time i loved every second of it is it also made in japan and the way he gets the um last of the dragon on just feels so earned i like it when the finishing finisher looks like he's just earned earned that shit because he's worn finally worn down his opponent so much that he can put it on and shingo is really good at making you feel like not only did he earn putting on that finisher but he's really good at making the other guy earn that finish like uh the Zack Sabre Jr. match where he fucked up Shingo's arm so bad that right near the end he just puts on a simple arm bar and Shingo taps straight away bang 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 done let me go so I can fright wrestle the rest of the G1 so <laughs> this was just 
And how's Greater Khan, like, this good in his first G1? I was slagging him off when he came back. I was like, I need to see something from this guy. What's going on? Maybe he was just nervous and just needed that time to kind of, you know, put some matches behind him, grow, gain a bit of confidence now because now that confidence his character has, I believe he has too, which um, is not always the same thing. You know, you, you put on a character, you're supposed to display something. Now I believe it. Uh, this match is fucking incredible. And uh, if they were to have, you know, done the cliched fight forever chant, I would have been happy with that too. This was amazing. Uh, Shingo, obviously, at t- now at 12 double digits and Great Khan at eight. I don't think Shingo's going to win the G1 because he lost to both Kota Ibushi and Zack Sabre Jr., who are also on 12. And I doubt both men are losing because Zack Sabre Jr. is wrestling Tonga Loa next. And who the fuck is Ibushi wrestling next? Oh, Kenta. So uh, he could beat Kenta, but Kenta also beat the champ. Like, the three people who have high scores against uh, Shingo, uh, along with Shingo, I think they all beat him, which is... Uh, uh, no, no, he beat he beat Kenta. So he, need, he needs Kenta to win, and he needs Tongaloa to win in order for Shingo to be, like, on top. So, I don't know. I want my Shingo story so bad, but I, I, I'm just kind of settled into the fact that, all right, you got the champ's got 12 points. That's respectable for the champ. And now tell the rest of your stories, guys. It's fine. All right, I'll let it go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so, like, the thing with o- Ocon, where at first he wasn't showing us anything because he wasn't allowed. This is, like... This is how New Japan makes stars. It takes time, and they take their time. And so this is the idea: is you introduce a guy, you get him in here, you you know you show him some a little bit of stuff. You, he's got this weird character. He joins a faction. He hasn't won any matches yet. Then he starts having some pretty good ones, and then the G1 rolls around, and here it is, you know. And so this is like this match is main event for him versus the champion. It's a huge opportunity for him to like take another huge step forward in his development, and that's what happens here. And like they have to be happy with him, right? They have to. Be oh happy man, like I am. Like this is obviously everyone who's wrestled Shingo in this tournament. Almost everyone. We've been like, well, fucking, this is a incredible match. It might be the best match I've ever seen that they've yeah. done, and that's and there, there's a good reason for that because like I could tell. At the beginning, I think I messaged you this because I was just like, uh-oh, I think we're in for, like, something that could be special. Because at the beginning, Shingo's got his ribs taped or whatever, and he's acting like he's blown up. Like, and Shingo's not getting, I mean, he's not getting blown up at the beginning of a match or any time in a match. And he's acting like he's all blown up. And I'm like, oh, my God, he is selling the rib damage that hasn't even happened yet, you know, from that is already there or whatever uh for Ocon, you know we're getting this like next level selling like a couple minutes into the match and i'm like oh boy this can be something pretty cool some fun stuff in here um i was a little distracted i don't know if you noticed this but Ocon has been wearing little tiny like barrette like like bow barrettes in his hair and they're very distracting because i <laughs> and uh he does his sit in the corner spot like during this match and like rubs his butt on a Shingo's. It does. Like, he really grinds head. that ass on the back of Shingo's head. Fucking funny. And that's some baby face shit right there. And like 
Shingo, it like makes Shingo fire up. <laughs> it's just awesome. Jiguchi saw that spot and was just like, ooh, I'm going to pinch that. <laughs> so this crowd, all right, this crowd is amazing because they're finally doing the thing that I wish all the crowds did is that they clap along with the, the strike and chop exchanges. And it's great because the wrestlers hear it and they immediately are like, oh, shit, we're going to do like five more of these, you know, and they start going into it. And it's great. That's like. Because if you don't know, if you haven't been around since, you know, before the pandemic, but it used to be a, you know, a vocal thing that, you know, they would clap or maybe yell while there was this kind of thing going on. So mm-hmm. it's, it really felt good, you know, and the, and the wrestlers, like, this is why I say that New Japan is the only wrestling that I can watch on TV where it's like, I'm there. Because like in that moment, I could see the wrestlers notice that and I could see them kind of stepped their game up even more. And then the crowd started getting louder and I was getting more fired up and I'm taking more notes. And it's like, we're doing this, you know, I don't know. I, that's one of the things about wrestling that when you're there, it feels like that. And this felt like that. This match is so good. There's a really funny spot where, you know, like I said, um, Shingo, Oh, okay. Okan has Shingo down and he sticks his boot in Shingo's face and starts like rubbing his face in on his boot and fucking the crowd starts cheering and Red Shoes just shakes his head like, no, that is bad, which is really funny. (laughs) I love when when he can't do shit about something, but he's like, no, that is not good. You can't do that. Um, Yeah, kiss my boot and I'm also going (laughs) to grind my ass in your head. So, uh. (laughs) <laughs> they do one of these big long forearm exchanges and Okan wins it by karate chopping Shingo in the fucking damn neck. It's awesome. That's great. Um, really fast reversal exchange that like rules and it ends with Shingo hitting the sliding D. That's just hard as fuck. It's so good. Um, there's just awesome never never back and forth uh, with punches, forearms, and headbutts all at the same time. And Kevin Kelly all the while is just on fire crushing it. Uh, man, I, this is – I don't know if there's a better match in the G1 yet. I, I, I know some of these Zack Sabre Jr. matches have been awesome. Some of the other – the Shingo versus Ishii has been awesome. Ibushi has been awesome. Fucking um, – Tai Chi's had some really great matches. I mean, I'd say Kenta's been pretty damn awesome. Kenta's been great. I I don't, you know, this G1's been G1-ish, which means it's been fucking great. And this is what you expect in a main event of a G1 show is something like this. And man, mm. yeah, uh, so good, so good. I kind of, I kind of wish we just um, did this out of order and just can we just do both B block shows first, then go back to the A block (laughs) show because. We got to do strong still, right? I think, right? Oh, shit. Can we put a strong in here? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well. <sighs> All right. So we're at Yamagata. This is B Block. This is the eighth night of B Block. So what? 916? Whatever. And we have, whoa, a tag match. <laughs> this fucking that makes me laugh. It's Vegeta and Iwa versus Bushi and Hiromu. And I was just like, I reckon the young lions must be like, Hiromu, we'll take any move you want, any move at all. Just please stop <laughs> chopping us, please, please stop That's chopping hilarious. us. Yeah, uh, and uh, I also forgot how bad the uh, Bushi uh, and Hiromu remix tune is. It's it's like that whole WWE thing of oh you've got a random tag team uh, of two uh, two guys 
thrown together. Let's remix their tunes together. Please don't do that. Don't do that. And never. And this one's one, even one of the, this is one of the worst ones we've heard. And I forgot how bad that was. And uh, my ears were bleeding. Yeah, bleeding as bad <laughs> as uh, Fujita's and Iwa's chest looked. But uh, I like that. Romy just continues to punish both the poor bastards with chops. And when Bushi gets in the ring, he's not going to be any nicer to them either. Just beats the shit out of them as well. I'm like, oh, these guys are having fun. You know, both used to. Did Bushi used to be a young line as well? Uh, Bushi, yes, I believe so. That sounds yeah, right. Yeah, so there you go. You've got no, two young lines. No, no. He's an all no? Japan guy. My bad. All Japan. Oh, really? Yeah, can't fuck that up because Ian will come calling. You know, and yeah. he'll be like, quote, he'll be quoting Pink Floyd and like six other classic rock bands and maybe maybe a poet, too. Well, while fucking me up. So I'm not. Yeah, I don't want any of that. Well, I wish he was here. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah, yeah, nothing. Right. Not even. It's not right. <laughs> yeah, I wish you. Yeah, but but shut up. I'll drown you in a fishbowl in a minute. Shut, get out of here. All right. <laughs> and then <laughs> get that one. Right, so uh, I did. I like it. Bushi actually uh, puts on a brab to finish. I think it was Iwa, um, because uh, if, uh, I think Iwa was the one that ran to the ring and got in there first. They both ran out, but uh, I think Iwa was just like Rasha, and Vegeta's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's tremendous. <laughs> when when uh when I used to work as a pizza guy. You know, I used to work in pizza restaurants as a kid. Folding boxes sucks. You got to, like, the boxes mm-hmm. come flat and you got to fold them. And so we, whenever a new guy showed up, we'd be like, dude, you're pretty good at folding boxes. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah? Like, yeah, dude, you're fucking great at it, man. You're, like, way faster than me, but you want to, like, race? And they're like, sure. If, if they're stupid, they're like, oh, yeah, absolutely. And then you race them and you just lose miserably. And you're like, oh, my God, you're so fast at it. And they just do all the work. Man, you're so fast at this. Well done. Uh, and guess what? That's now your job. Welcome to box folding. That's tremendous. <laughs> you did the hey, equivalent oh, of uh, I know how to slap you in the chest without making it hurt. Right, exactly. It's the same thing, only legal. Um, but uh, okay, so this is in Yamagata, and uh, yeah. this this arena area. This is part of the. Uh, Benny Bana Sports Park, and it's the home arena of yet another Japanese professional basketball league in the B League. It's the it's this team is awesome. They're called the Pass Lab Yamagata Wyverns. Fuck yeah, Wyverns, Luke. Wyverns. You know what those are? No. What? It's like some kind of like it's like a cross between a bird and a dragon kind of a wyvern is. Dungeons and Dragons shit. I thought you'd mark out for the Dungeons and Dragons reference. Yeah. Um, I played some of that, but obviously not not that much. But uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I let you down. And uh, what do you think is the deal? Do you think that like um, Samurai TV or whatever the ownership group of uh, New Japan, you think they own all these fucking B League teams or something? I mean, like, why are we always in a B League? professional basketball league stadium it's weird well it's got to get some use i mean like who's turning up for b-league basketball 
I mean, maybe it's big over there. We don't know. Yeah, that's right. Um, it just because it always surprised me in America, like um, people like high school ball, depending on all the sport. They like college stuff, and they like the A league, you know, big league stuff. I'm just like, wow, it's not like that here in Australia. I'm like, if you're not in the NRL or the AFL, like, who gives a shit? <laughs> You know, um, no one cares about the high school, college, country leagues or anything like that. Uh, we, well, as far as I know, but yeah. Anyway. Well, we don't we don't have like kangaroos running around and guys, you know, playing didgeridoos to entertain us around here. So like in the like small towns of of America, they're like, man, high school football is the best. I guess you know? it's the only uh, sport you get to watch. If you're right. in a country it's town. The only thing. Yeah. Uh, man. Master Wado fucking loves high school football. Texas high school football. Okay? A couple of the big uh, AFL teams, like none of the ones I ever really care about, they they come here during the – they come to our, my area um, during the preseason, but, uh, I, you know, I don't care about those teams. And AFL that much anyway, so fuck them. Are you ready for um, – you know, that was obviously some that was G1 related. We the, until I it's so moved away. this is another but this is another tag match. So how many points like Hiromu gets the win with the brab, right? So like so that means get no, Bushi did the brab. Bushi got oh, Bushi did. Well, Bushi goes to two points, I guess, then, because that's his first win. Yeah. And uh, does oh. uh, Hiromi still get one? So now that he's he's now a draw with yeah. uh, El Desperado. He is. <laughs> he ties El Desperado. Oh, my God. C-Block is getting fucking crazy, yo. Uh, oh, my God. And look, I guess the reason to stall is next we have Taichi versus Chase Owens. And this move, match hurts my soul. It's fun, but it hurts my soul. I like to start here. Chase is like, you like to sumo? All right, let's sumo. And, you know, there's a bit of shenanigans there. Chase gets thrown out straight away. And uh, he just takes takes full advantage of Tai Chi's injuries. He's doing the uh, – Tai Chi's doing the uh, Shingo thing. It's like, ah, uh, oh, my ribs hurt. Oh, my rib- oh, I'm hurt because I've had all of these matches and I'm a bit weaker now. Um, anyway, I'm just like, Carter's invisible. But uh, – <laughs> I'm sorry. But, yeah, Tai Chi's bandaged. So, of course, Chase goes for that. Now, I have to think, like, if Tai Chi was at full strength Tai Chi, Tai Chi would have just, like, whooped the shit out of this motherfucker. But, uh, you know, even things like being sent into the railing, things like that, just hurts even more. So, Tai Chi's selling his ass off, which is really awesome. And it just makes Chase's offense just look even cooler, I guess, because of just how Tai Chi's selling it with the injured ribs. And, uh, you know, there's a top rope leg job, which is apparently called an Alabama jam. No doubt it's got to do with Bobby, Bobby Eaton, who is on uh, Chase's pants. Package pile driver and Chase at four. And Tai Chi. Tai Chi's also at four points. This is fucking McBullshit. Four points. <laughs> yes. This is, uh, remember earlier when I was like, they're heaping the heat on Tai Chi? That's what's going on here. You know, this is just like, let's get all the heat on Tai Chi so he can have this big moment at Wrestle Kingdom or wherever. I can't wait for that, but I'm going to love it in the meantime because he's selling his ass off and he's awesome at it. Um, but uh, there's a part in this match that is just like, okay, 
Mr. Uh, Texas guy, he's like asking Miho for a kiss. He's ordering her to give him a kiss. And we hear Miho audibly say no like that, which is like, fuck yeah, say no. And that's Ooh. allegedly what uh, Chase Owens does to young girls that are under uh, age in the United States. So there's that. Oh, man. Um, this, uh, this, causes tai Chi, this causes Tai Chi to fire up. You know, of course, and that's awesome because he is starting to kind of like notice that Miho exists and is alive, which I like to see because so, for a long time he acts like she isn't even there. So, it's, <laughs> you know, which which is funny because like babyface Tai Chi's like, oh, yes, oh, hello there. That's like all she's getting, you know what I mean? But he, he fired up and defended her honor a little bit. And yes, that is called the Alabama Jam, and it's Bobby Eaton's uh, finish. I love how he did that. Like that was very South Park. Yes, it is South Park. It's the Alabama Man, but it's Alabama Jam. But I actually stole that from OSW Review. They're very funny. Um, but uh, yes, that is a great, you know, finisher move, and even did it like Bobby Eaton does. Um, you know, I like Bobby Eaton. He's like a fucking awesome wrestler, like one of the best ever. But like I don't like Texas guy. I like Tai Chi. I yeah, and then uh, we go to a match I've been dreading this entire G1, and I wish I could just be like, hey, let's go to the next match, but here we go. I don't even have that much notes for it. I'm, I do apologize if you're listening in. I don't, actually. Fuck you. If you've been listening to this show regularly, you'd know. You just know when we get to this match just how Andy and I can feel about it. So here it is, Sonata versus Haruki Goto. This is like a black hole for me. Uh, it's it's serviceable, it's, it's fine. Like there's nothing particularly bad about it, but there's nothing in particular about it that makes me go, yeah, all right, I love wrestling, woo! Um, a Bridge and Sonata at eight, Goto at four. <laughs> I this match is pretty good. It's pretty good. I don't care. You know, that it's good. But I, I wasn't mad about it. This is one of the best matches on the night, actually. Um, you know, there's a couple that I like later on uh, as well. But I was very poopy on this show. Like, just I, part of it was just it's a long day today. Also, you got you got you like digging. Do you have like like one of those containers that has like a bunch of different kinds of nails in it? And you're like trying to dig them out of the little plastic parts. Sorry, it was um, a little box of toothpicks. Um, but you were I'll see. I'll, I'll see close. That's what it sounded like. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's my squeaky chair. Sorry, you got me with that. That was pretty funny. So. <laughs> anyway, the match, it, it's, there's one problem I have is that there is a move that, uh, you know, Nigel McGinnis used to do. It's like a cutter where you're draping cutter off the top rope in the corner. I call that the gotcha sucker cutter. And, uh, you know, Goto tries to do it and they like botch it and it looks terrible and like really awful, like someone's going to get hurt. But the rest of the match is really good. Sana tries roll ups until one works. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I just wanted them both to lose. So that's definitely not a, the feeling that you should have when you watch start a wrestling match. Who's in this match? <laughs> oh, it's these two. I want them both to lose which is tantamount to saying, I just don't care. Uh, mm -hmm. So, yes, uh, I'm glad 
you're the professional here because I was not. <laughs> and it's I'm just definitely... me. It's meaningless too. I mean, that's like that match and the next match are kind of meaningless, which takes kind of the fun out of it when you're it's yeah. G one time, you know. So. I mean, the only match tonight that have will have any implications to the finals of the G one is Cobb versus Evil. The rest of them don't really affect the final of the block that much. And the blocks don't even have finals. So like, it's just whoever has the most points or whatever. Uh, you know what right. I mean. Uh, but only one match really affects that that much. And all the others are just like, here's some matches. Yay. Anyway, I do kind of like the next match, though, which is Soroshi Tanahashi versus Yosho Hashi, according to my notes. Uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, the typos of making their way back in, Miss Dandy. So we've got Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Yoshihashi. This is solid enough stuff. Uh, the problem is, this is like when I watched Yo- Yoshihashi versus Okada. Uh, I'm just like, yeah, dude. Like, uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi's only on six points. Like, get out of here, Yoshi. You're not winning. Uh, this is just so Tanahashi can get a bit more of a respectable score, which is <laughs> exactly what happens. But at least we get to see awesome-looking sling blades and a high-fly flow. For the win, uh, Tanahashi on eight, and Yosho Hashi on four. Yosho! <laughs> Go Ace, Yosho. Uh, okay, it's kind of meaningless. It's fine. You know, whatever. Tanahashi is getting chopped by Yoshihashi, and I'm like, what? <laughs> but there's this move in this match that just poked me in the eye because it almost killed to- <laughs> Tanahashi. Yoshihashi goes for a backbreaker. It's the worst backbreaker I've ever seen in my life. Oh, uh, barely touched happened. him. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, yeah, I don't know what happened there. I don't know what, what, what happened. It was like, I'm going to lay you on your feet, but not, <laughs> stand, but not standing like that. I'm going to lay you down on this mat. I know he's being careful with Tanahashi. I get that. I appreciate it, but Jesus Christ. So, at least make that's that it. look good. Yeah. That's all I have to say about this match. I just, like I said, I was a little poopy. So if you enjoyed this, nothing wrong with this match. I was just a little poopy this morning. Um, and I was excited for the the main event uh, and the second uh, to last match, the penultimate match. Yeah. So this is a match I've definitely been looking forward to talking about. Uh, it's Jeff Cobb versus Evil. And, you know, yes, do I want an Evil to win? Sure. That's fine. I mean, right now, as we talk, I have my House of Torture shirt on, and uh, that automatically makes me uh, hot, you know, House (laughs) of Torture. And I do believe we call ourselves hotties, so there is that as well. And look, the the Tweety, when this match finished, just firmly convinced me of of one thing. I didn't really need much more convincing because I already believed it, that – Evil's doing exactly what they want. Now, listen to Kevin Kelly on commentary for this match when Evil's doing his evil shit. Fuck Evil. I hate Evil. I hope a fucking piano falls in his fucking head. Wow, fuck this guy. He sucks. I fucking hate him. God damn you, Evil. All this kind of stuff. Now, if he's doing that on the English commentary, the Japanese commentary is probably doing the same thing. So they're, they're all trying to do all this stuff to make you feel about Evil the way a lot of people on the Tweety feel about evil <laughs> so it's working you're all bunch marks <laughs> and this is a great match uh yesterday i want evil to win but 
you know, I never thought he'd win the G1 anyway, so it's fine. I had fun time with it. Uh, there's a great Arbe spot where uh, Cobb eats that railing and, you know, fucks up Arbe. And then uh, Cobb beats the, shit out, beats the shit out of Evil and Togo. He gets Evil onto the chair where Arbe sits, puts the gavel in his hand, grabs Togo and <laughs> slams him into it. That's fucking awesome. And, you know, and there's just there's only one blemish on this match. And you've I think you mentioned that it's happened in a few other matches too. But this is where I really noticed it. And that's that uh, when there's a turnbuckle exposed and Jeff Cobb is thrown into it, yeah, uh, he doesn't want to take that. And he'll just <laughs> gingerly land into it and then sell it. I'm just like, what the fuck was that? Dude, you're awesome. And you look like the toughest motherfucker on earth. That's the one thing you don't want to take? Really? Does it hurt that much? I mean, I don't know shit, so maybe it does. But, like, because I see every wrestler... I've seen all these wrestling moves, right, throughout my 20 years watching wrestling or more. And the one move I, I want to take the least is the one that Iwa and Fujita had to eat the last few days. That's chops. I'm just like, nah. No, no, thank you. Hell no. They look cool. I love chops, but I don't want to take them ever. But does that hurt so much that you're just like, ah? You know, just take it gingerly, like, eh, and then be like, ah, yeah, it looked a bit he silly. Do, he does the same thing with the guardrails. Like, he's like <laughs> does he? Yeah, he's not. Yeah. He doesn't want to, you know. And, man, I don't want to take that bump either, but if you watch New Japan, guys, that's the bump you're taking, you know what I mean? It's just, I mean, every match is going to have you getting Irish whipped and you're supposed to fucking basically do a cannonball right into that shit. Next time Evil wrestles Jeff Cobb, he better be like, you know what, fuck this guy. Just really, just whip him into it hard because, like, <laughs> you made him look like shit last time, motherfucker. But, uh, you know, it's good stuff. Did I want an Evil win? Sure, but, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a dummy. This match was great. It, it was all about Cobb using his strength and all that kind of stuff to... Uh, turn everything around on both of them. So apart from that one little blemish, which is a total tiny nitpick, this match is awesome. Tour of the Islands, which makes everyone on the Tweety go, oh, thank God, oh, my God, yes, fuck evil, yes, thank you, fuck evil. I'm just like, me, just sitting there going, man, evil does a great job at what he does. Look at this reaction. This is just, Uh, Jeff Cobb at 16, the first person to ever win eight straight, I guess, according to the commentary, and evil on 12. Evil's on 12. That's no slouch. He's double digits, baby. <laughs> yeah, babies out there. All of you babies that are listening. Um, I said baby. Well, that them too, you know. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> during this match, I mean, we got we got the hits from Evil. We got the, you know, the chair neck thing. We got all his bullshit. Yeah. It's fun. Cobb's reactions to Evil are fun. He hates taking bumps in the corner. You're right. Supposed to buckle. It's really funny, and it's funny because he chooses to go forward with it. And it's like, well, if you're doing that, you're kind of like, you know, you're evoking a image in people's minds of Owen Hart, who would take that bump like a maniac, or Bret Hart even. And um, mm-hmm. it's funny because like Dick Togo, for example, will take that bump, and you think he's dead after he takes it. It's awesome, but um. We had Kevin Kelly admit in this match to being a stooge because he stooges off, uh, you know, the audience or, you know, Dick Togo to the audience and everybody else. 
He's like, he always rats him out, you know, when he's taking the, the turnbuckle pad off or he's cheating on the outside and he admits to it. So there you go. You know, that's, that's a thing. Um, I, I really enjoyed that. The setup to, like you mentioned the table spot with Abe and all that stuff. The setup to it was funny because like <laughs> Jeff Cobb just basically hip tosses evil and Dick Togo at the same time. Same time. <laughs> yeah. <funny>. So, <laughs> that shit was awesome. Chumpy was on fire. He's chump bumping right and left doing his thing. I don't know, man. I fucking love this. I thought this was really fun. It's good to see Cobb yeah. win, of course. And, uh, you know, just because that's a cool thing for him. Eight in a row, no one's ever done it. That means, like, Masahiro Chono, he never did that. You know what I mean? Like, Tanahashi, he's never done that. Um, you know, all of your big names, no one's ever done that. So I was wrong at the beginning of the G1. I thought that Cobb's, you know, role in the G1 would be to put people over and make them look awesome while, you know, doing his fucking amazing moves and like making himself look great. I thought that's what his role was. I was wrong. He's one of all the matches except for one. And, um, you know, that one hasn't happened yet. So obviously we're headed towards Okada versus Cobb. And if you're if you go back, if you rewind into the Okada uh, Cobb storyline and how we've covered it on this podcast, you're here's talking about how uh, Jeff Cobb has never been beaten by Okada using the Rainmaker. So something interesting, you know, um, the last yeah. time that they wrestled uh, a Cobb won. So here we are. And the only time that he's beat Cobb, it's been with that like uh, bulldog finish roll up so you know yeah. this is kind of the storyline seems to be building to he finally beats Cobb with the rainmaker but Ugh. fuck but man hey there's a real good chance that's not what's going on here that right. new japan's making a monster gaijin heel that is like going to be a top guy and if they fucking do that i'm all for it so whatever well eight wins in a row in the g1 even if he doesn't win the g1 uh he's a mate man in new japan like fuck come yeah on. dude forever yep yep uh so that's fucking awesome and then uh look we go to this match and it's okada versus thomas oh, like, evil's eliminated right so he can't win because um doesn't matter what happens now both Cobb and okada have more points than him and they both beat evil so evil's out only two men can win the g1 i'm like okay now if okada wins his next match then it's do or die because they're both on 16. If Okada doesn't win his next match, it's pretty much the same thing, but Cobb just needs a draw now. And I'm just like, well, Cobb's not going for draws or even count out victories because he rolled evil in that last match. So I'm just like, this match has there's zero importance. Like, why should I care? Okada <laughs> could just stand out for 20 count and just eat the loss. But you know, the only person this match matters to, well, the person, the only wrestler this match will matter to is not Okada, it's Tamatonga. And I like Tamatonga a lot in this match, but Andy, just so I can beat a dead horse just a little bit longer, how does Tamatonga been starting most of his matches during this G1? Would you Tama say. Tonga? Yeah, would you say he's generally started off his matches fast-paced and exciting and just guns blazing? Because uh, he's got his guns holstered when this match starts because he's wrestling. 
No, no, that's not an. That's definitely not a Yujiro style side. Just, but he's wrestling Okada, who likes to start all. Yeah, all right. He likes to start all his matches slow and build up to the fast stuff. And I'm like, can't you start off with some fast stuff sometimes? Then do a slowish kind of uh, middle portion, then build back up. Why does it always? Anyway, um, I was kind of bored with this because I was just like, this match is kind of doesn't matter in the in the terms of the G1. Doesn't really matter. But what I did like about it was Tamatonga. Like, uh, I, I thought he was – I mean, everyone busts their ass against the Carter. Like, you, you kind of have to. He's their top guy. So, you know, there's there's that. I always love that that Death Valley driver bomb and the Supreme Flu that he does. Well, I don't know where I got SRC from the other, the other day. Maybe from um, my dreams or something. I don't know. Even pulls out a, blood, uh, a bloody Sunday – he goes for several um, – I don't know where I got SRC from. I used to work for a company called the SRC, Social Research Center, but I don't know where I got the Supreme Flow is the SRC from. I don't – I can't remember. That's what I'm trying to say. But he does the Bloody Sunday as well. Uh, he tries so many times for the gun stun but never quite manages to get it. And then you maybe you can tell me what this finish was because it was some kind of pile driver and not even Kevin Kelly gave it a name. And uh, he he does it, Tamatonga, for the first time ever, I think, beats Kazuchika Okada, which in storyline purposes and Bullet Club purposes and all that, this makes Tamatonga look amazing. But for as a story in the G1, it doesn't really change anything for Okada. It's still like, I must beat Cobb. So I'm like, yeah, I knew that already. Yeah, okay. So I had a handle on the tiebreakers and shit like that earlier today, but now I don't remember any of that. So sorry, but uh, so I can't make the point of like, it does matter. Cause like, it means that like, it adds a storytelling element because now Okada has to win. He can't like tie or whatever, you know, he can't have a count out and he can't have a, uh, or he can't have a, a time limit draw and he can't like get disqualified. So that adds storytelling elements. Who knows who's going to show up? It's two points for a win. So, if, oh, well, he can't get disqualified, of course. But he, he never goes for a disqualification. If Cobb gets disqualified, Okada gets two points. No, you get one point for a disqualification win. Since when? Since forever. That's like, there's, there's like... No, I mean, That's... because when Tamatonga and Bad Luck Fale were doing that every match in their G1s, their opponents weren't getting zero, uh, one point. Really? Two. Well, is it count out then? There's something where you get one point. Yano yeah. gets sure. two points for a count out. Yeah, right. <laughs> we talked about that last time. Yeah. It's been a, it, hey, listen, folks. It's been a long day for me. Okay, so That's take right. it easy on me. Um, well, anyway, there's some point about that that makes sense. So you guys figure it out. And uh, the other thing that's really important is that Tomatonga beating Okada in a main event of a G1 yeah, match. Yeah, it's big G1 for you. Night. So, so one of the things that, you know, we talked about how the G1 will start feuds. It'll continue feuds. It'll, you know, build uh, number one contenders and stuff like that. Uh, the other thing it will do is kind of like pay guys, you know, in status. So like. You know, for example, you know, Mr. Texas guy is getting some some payment. He's getting like, hey, man, you stuck with us. You've done the shit that we want you to do. 
here's a little something. We're throwing you a bone. So sometimes the G1 is just to throw guys a bone. Yujiro beat Ibushi. That's throwing him a bone, thanking him for being there. You know, so like there's stuff like that going on during the G1. And that's kind of what we got going on here. You know, Tomatonka beating Okada in the G1 is great. It's not my favorite match ever. It like half of it's awesome. The second half's awesome. You're right. The first half is so slow and boring. It's really slow boring. It's well executed. It's, it's very good wrestling. It's just very, mm-hmm. very slow. It's always slower than normal with that kind of thing. Now, I thought that the finish was another bloody cross. I, or uh, excuse me, bloody Sunday. I thought that's what it was. It was kind of like on the other side of him, though. So it looked a little different yeah. the way that I'll they check filmed it. Out. it. But I thought that's what it was, but I, I didn't hear anybody say what it was. They were all like, he won with that thing. So I'll be brave and say, I think it was. <laughs> I just so, checked out um, the, uh, the New Japan world and it just says pinfall. <laughs> they didn't know what it was either. So, okay. Yeah. Well, well, after that, you got Tour of the Islands, Half Life O'Connor right. Bridge, Package Pile Driver, Boston Crab. What? What's a crab? Um, let me spell that, but you know, in, in the long range event, pinfall. Yeah, it's true. So, um, that's it. Now, that second night, there was night 14 that we talked about the A block, or mm. what was that right? It was a uh, night, hold on, where are we at? That was it was night 15. That was like fucking the most bomb ass shit ever. Night 16, eh, eh. yeah. I think um, I think like at the start or even towards the middle of the G1, I'm like, A block can take me to the highest, the highs and lowest, the lows, and B block's the consistent all around block. But I don't know, man. I feel like A block has been where it is for me. Um, some of the best shit's been in there. That's Xavier Junior matches, Kenta, Shingo, uh, Ishi uh, have all put on. Uh, I didn't even mention Great Car. They've all put on <laughs> awesome <laughs> matches. I didn't even mention Kodo Ibushi, all amazing matches. I didn't even mention Toriano, all super fun, happy time. Yujiro uh, is <laughs> 10 times better than he was last year, and it's not just the Peter factor. Uh, I said Peter factor, but it does add a lot to it. And, you know, Tongue Law is fine. So, uh, I don't know. I think I've had more fun with uh, A Block than B Block because uh, I don't think I been too huge a fan of some of the story the still main story but that's all right it's fine well, yeah, as you said you said uh a block is for me and b block is for other people you right said. and you said you said at the beginning of the tournament you were like man a block's gonna reach the highest of the highs and maybe the lowest of the lows and that's not necessarily been the case i think it's been more consistent this year if i remember properly yep. Um, one thing, another thing I remembered properly just now is, okay, so here's the G1 rules as far as points go. A win of any kind gets you two points, okay? Mm. A loss gets you zero points, a loss of any kind. Um, that's DQ or whatever. Uh, a draw gets you one point. So the way it works yeah. now is that, it, like I said, he has to, uh, Okada has to beat Cobb. He can't go to a draw with them. So get ready, Luke. Because it's going to be a slow match for the first 15 minutes. Are you no. ready for this? Because <laughs> mm. they're going almost to the time limit in that match for sure. That's you the know, story. That'll... The next couple of nights of A Block will have, have like, there's only one more night of A Block, right? Is that correct? So. Yeah, there is. 
So the last night at A Block will have a few different matches that will have implications as to who wins the block. Whoa, so there's more than one match that matters. And then the last night of B Block, you could just be like, uh, anyone not doing a podcast <laughs> could pretty much just fast forward <laughs> to the main event. That's funny. Because <laughs> the only match that matters is well, going to be I'm, that one. I'm sure. I really want to see Evil versus Sonata again. I think that'll be interesting. And Well, and, and who knows? They might, they might bring in – I'm sure the cards are already out there, but I try not to look at them. As far as they may bring in people for these last couple shows, I, I think that, you know, usually your G1 climax, uh, like like the the finals will bring the juniors back for some tag matches and stuff like that. So it'll be kind of fun to see, you know, who's coming back and whatnot. Yep. Probably be a lot of guys who's been on the special singles matches throughout the tour. Um, I've just checked uh, the 21st. Uh, has not been announced the card full card announced a later date so Ooh. i took that bullet for you and, and uh it's it's all good i didn't really have to it's fine but yeah um bit of a mixed bag but always fun to talk about um i'm so happy for tama because this can kind of feed into a story for the future of uh, bullet club later on uh, you know, it, it can't just be like, oh, who have you beaten? You've done nothing. And Tama now can say, what are you talking about, bitch? I've beaten Okada. Hey, so. Luke, what do you think about that whole thing that Ian mentioned about how, like, you know, uh, uh, Switchblade's like, oh, Bullet Club sucks and I'm the best and, like, they're idiots and I'm the leader. What do you think about all that? Do you think that'll be anything or do you think it's just another G.O.D. versus the Good Brothers thing, like, where it's just nothing? I don't know. I feel like I feel like like look, Tanahashi's gone to America, like come Hercules. back. Ishii's gone to America, come back. Yeah, Kojima, America and back. Jay White, gone to America, can't come back. So there must be some truth to that green card thing that uh, I think Kevin Kelly mentioned, or someone mentioned either on the Tweety or on commentary. Uh, because uh, I feel like if they could have Jay White in the G1, he'd have been there and uh, probably in the B block or, or something. I don't know. But, man, it, it it's, it's not really good for the Bullet Club where your main leader is in America doing things in America when you've got, like, Kenta. He lives in America too, can go back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and you've got Kenta and Evil in America. Yeah, I don't know, man. New Japan fucked up somehow, or Jay White did. Because maybe the maybe that's the reason um, um, that guy can't isn't coming back. Like that guy who broke his neck and had to give up the title. You know who I mean? Maybe that's why he's not in America in um, Japan right now in the G1. Because you bet your ass if they could have had him in the G1, he'd be there. You know that for a fact. Yeah. Him and Jay White. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they're not there means uh, it's not travel restrictions because. Travel restrictions, my balls. They let Tanahashi wrestle. You know, Suzuki's still in America, and he can go back pretty much any time. You know, it's 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 all this kind of stuff. So someone fucked up somehow, and uh, <laughs> both men aren't allowed in Japan. I'm happy for one person who can't go back to Japan because I don't like him, but the other guy, he's got the, my favorite title, and I miss it. Yeah. It's weird, yeah, man. It's weird because, you know, like New Japan values both men 
Uh, you know they would have wanted them in the G1. Remember when it, people were like, oh, dude, Jay White signed WWE. <laughs> oh, my God. Remember that? Uh, that, that no, no, he isn't. But... Uh, it still made me a little worried because I don't know for sure, but I'm just like, eh, please no. We were, we immediately noticed he was advertised for shows in the future. We had that all. Yeah. Out. That was yeah. bullshit. So. But uh, uh, that was funny. people get caught up in this stuff. I miss Mr. White. I know I can watch him on Strong, but production values of this start that that show are just, <laughs> um, you know, so. They got the, they got wrestling talent. They just need some production values and stuff. And then they need okay, to take the commentary a little more seriously. Um, <laughs> I, uh, look, uh, is that Rewild guy, uh, Aiden English? I like him. I think he's pretty decent. Koslov, man. I don't know why I just don't just go to the Japanese commentary and just watch it like that, but I don't know. I just can't. I'm a glutton for punishment, Mr. Andy. Mm-hmm. And I think... Rashawn Bolt, is there anything else that you would like to say? No. Well, one more thing, but you got to say something else first. Right. Okay. Uh, um, well, especially after the banger match he had against the Bushi. <laughs> In bread, we trust. Wyverns! <laughs>